2: plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: time now for coming in hot with brent wallace and former ottawa senators bobby ryan and jason york
2: Hi everybody welcome to the show brent wallace alongside jason york and bobby ryan it is coming in hot it is monday and the scents are coming in hot gentlemen oh by the way bob did you buy a new house <laughs> this is not a new house
1: um okay. <laughs> I, actually relatively new and there is absolutely nothing in it i'm sitting on an acrylic chair and everything's coming today so um yeah i guess i did buy a new house yep
2: <laughs> congrats i guess thanks guys
3: No <laughs> good uh
2: so uh, and Yorkie, are you good today? By the way, I, I I'm good. good. Okay,
3: back in the back in the studio. I got uh, got my lighting good. Everything's good. No, no okay. complaints here. No complaints.
2: Well, oh, leave that to me. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, we've got some stuff <clears throat> to discuss because the Sens, they make you want to talk about them when they start to play better hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a 5-3 victory on uh, Sunday. The Shane Pinto return. Um. Let's start with Shane Pinto, shall we? Uh, it was nice to see him back. I, I, I cheer for this kid every step of the way. I think he looks really good. Uh, and I don't – there will be a letdown at some point, but I don't think he'll miss too much of a beat. No, I'll let Yorkie handle this because
1: I, I really liked your post the other day. Or is that – sorry, yesterday, Yorkie, kind of analyzing it. Um, so I'll let you run it back. I'll just oh. say the same thing. I he He makes it easy to cheer for the way he plays, doesn't he? Um. he yep. just he's exactly what this team needs no yeah I couldn't agree more so I'll let you handle that yeah play, I,
3: I I um, I brought back the uh, the poorly produced content that people love and people need York vids so we I, I basically <laughs> like when, when I watch a game like I, I watch for little things like the little little nuances and intricacies in the game that people don't everybody watches goals like hey listen you have to be pretty stupid not to know that Ridley Greg. had had a great game. Uh, mm. One of the best hits we've seen all year. Tarasenko scored a great goal. Um, I thought I, I thought Norris had an outstanding third period. That's the best I've seen Josh Norris play um, overall. Uh, he was really good in that third period. But Pinto, after missing 41 games, I got to give him a lot of credit. He he didn't miss a beat. And you could tell he was working really hard. And it's funny, I, I ran into him about three weeks ago. We go to the same chiropractor, uh, shout out to loyal pod listener, uh, Dwayne Smith who, uh, oh. anyways, he's yeah, great guy. One of the best in the business. I'm amazed. He's a lot bigger than, than I thought in person. Like that's a big body. He's about six, two. Um, but I just love how he plays. And the video I posted was just a little thing, but it's a big thing. It's a three, three hockey game. Uh, every little inch of ice, you hear coaches say this all the time, you got to battle for every inch on the ice. Pinto backchecks, and I forget the name of the Flyers player, but he had about a three-stride lead on Pinto. Not only did Pinto track him, catch him, finish the hit, he then stripped him of the puck, uh, put it down to the other end, and basically made Philadelphia have to come 200 feet again. Yeah. That's just I, that's just playing the right way. And then then when you dive a little deeper you can see the stats that everybody else sees 90% on the draws, nine and one. Um, but just this is what my thing on this ends right now. They don't have enough players that play this way consistently. Mm. And, and that's, you can't have too much of the same thing. That's why I'm still adamant. And this is a whole other conversation about, about Terra who is playing great hockey right, right now, by the way, is you can't have too many goal scorers. You mm-hmm. need guys like Shane Pinto. As Bob, I'm telling you something you already know. Well, you know this, too. You need those guys that just put the work boots on. And the great thing about Pinto is he has skill, too. Like, I, yeah. I, re- I really see him, and this is just a forecast, he's got a chance to be a Patrice Bergeron type of player. I, I, I really like, f- yeah. I'm not, not, not necessarily – like, that's – hey, listen. Who knows if he's going to be Patrice Bergeron, but his age, the way he plays, and it's the way he works – Bergeron, I played with Bergeron. That's how he works. He makes you battle for every inch of ice out there. And that that's tough to play against guys like that. They're just always in the right position. And that's and that's what they've been missing. And sure, watch Pinto. Next game's going to be tougher because it's the second game back and there's always a little bit of a letdown. But I just think this kid's so smart. And I, and I love how hard he works when he doesn't have a point.
1: I, I agree with everything you said. I I think he could be a poor man's Bergeron because that's such a lofty yes, uh, right? comparison for sure. But when you break it all down, he tracks well. Um and I think when you miss the amount of time that he's missed, what I kind of looked at early on in the game, and I had some service issues, so it was a little bit tough. Um, but his reads, like that's what you miss the most, timing and reads, right, Yorky, when you're when you're coming off of a long layoff. And he was able to make he was able to make those split seconds decisions because he has this way of slowing the things down to his pace um, Mm -hmm. where he is. And that's, that's something that you cannot teach. That's a hockey sense, hockey IQ thing. So again, next game there will be a letdown because he will not be running on adrenaline and fumes. And now he's going to be right now. He's going to settle back into um, a little bit different of a, not a work ethic because I think he's got that in spades, but you understand just that there's going to be a letdown, but just such an he's going to be so important for these guys um and it's a shame that it's kind of a lost season in that regard now because i think that when they get to the playoffs he's going to be a drake batherson that takes another step and plays a different way um and they're going to be he's going to be so important so i'm glad to see him back uh it's been a it's been i mean i'm sure it's been a trying time for the last 41 games to be out and watching all of this unfold and not being able to participate or help or anything uh so i'm glad he's back and i i hope everything just gets put behind them and they everybody allows them to just play hockey yeah
2: absolutely and that's the other thing too right like it's not like he was hurt so he's just sitting there and training right that I I can't imagine what that's like to weigh on your mind (laughs) something to be that long to be that public uh, and have to sit there and go through it and I know the family a little bit and so they're they just seem to be really good people and so you Mm -hmm. just know how much and you can read Ian Mendez's story today in the athletic how much This really had an impact on him. He he strikes me, fellow, extremely well. By the way, uh, sends twenty eight five and five when Pinto Pinto has a point. The sends are twenty eight five and five.
3: That's a crazy stat. That's a crazy stat. You not a bad record. Well, you've you've dealt with him before, Um, and Bob. There's something to be said about players that have a kind of like, you know, when they're in the dressing room and they just kind of built, they kind of bring the energy up a little bit because he's, Mm -hmm. he strikes me as a guy that's a happy guy. He's smiling. It's a little bit of an infectious personality and guys like that are very important in your locker room because they just, they just help the total vibe of being more positive. They're, they're really important guys. He strikes me as one of those guys. It's just good for the energy of your locker room.
1: I I agree. And I think and I'll say this, you start to hear about some division in the room when things are going poorly. Right. Oh yeah. And and all of a sudden some personalities are clashing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this was a great time for an infusion of a guy like him to come in. And I, I don't know exactly how he is, but that's how he strikes me too. As a guy that's in the room, he's great. Um, This team hasn't had somebody like that since Colin white and Colin white didn't pan out for other reasons. Um, And there was different expectations on him, but Shane Pinto is not, not expected to be that he's, he's your third you know, possibly elevated second line center. And he plays the game um, really, really well up the middle of the ice. But when you talk about the locker room dynamic, I think that team needed an infusion of a player like him to come in and just break up the room a little bit.
3: Yeah.
2: So let's get to the lines uh, that Gavin just had up for a sec. Since we saw people didn't know what was going to happen, whether, Shane Pinto was the fourth-line center or how this was all going to play out. What's going to happen to Ridley Gregg? Are you guys surprised that Ridley Gregg moved to the wing on the second line? Pinto took a spot between Joseph and Tarasenko. Uh, Kubalik suddenly had a minor hip injury. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they... Uh, whatever. Uh, and Mark Kastlik was obviously a healthy scratch, um, as was Eric Branstrom for Jacob Bernard-Docker. But do you like that top 12 the way it is? I personally i i really like mark castellick but i i think i mean zach McEwen's playing some pretty good hockey at the same time
0: yeah he had another great
1: goal in that individual effort there um and when you do that it keeps you in the lineup for sure i love i don't know if i love the top 12 but i love the top nine and i think that really greg is the guy that you can rely on to make the switch a little easier than yeah. some other guys right now and you i just i don't i I don't know of another player this year that has made dramatic strides like Ridley Greg has, and he's earned the trust to go into the top six. Uh, Mm -hmm. Does he stay there? Is he a mainstay? Could you switch him and Tarasenko or Joseph? Yes, absolutely. But I love that third line right now. They have a little bit of everything on that line. Um, I don't want to see it touched. If I'm being completely honest,
3: I'll throw another name. I'll throw another name out there that people have been talking about a lot lately. He looks like an NHL player. Now he didn't last year, Parker Kelly. He looks, mm-hmm. looks, just looks confident, comfortable. That fourth line was buzzing too. Well, he, like that was, uh, I, I, they stole some momentum shifts in that game yesterday when things were going Philly's way. And all of a sudden, you know, I know McEwen had the one goal, but they had a couple other great looks. My boy, my boy, Rourke dog, Shark, Shark, Shay, there right in front of the net on his, he almost scored a <laughs> highlight goal there on his knees. Um,
1: I thought about you when that play happened. I was like, right about now, yorkie has got an old fashioned, and he's salivating. <laughs> he, looked,
3: he just has like he just that big that big woodsman beard out there. Like, gotta love that guy. <laughs> Here's the thing with guys like that: if you're only gonna play, and you look at that line, uh, Kelly plays more because he kills penalties. He was just over 13 minutes. Shartje only played 9:48. McEwen was just over eight minutes. They find a way to be useful. And that's the thing. If if you're on a fourth line, you gotta find a way to go out there and do something, whether it's throw a hit, get up, get a possession shift down the offensive zone. But those guys had some they had some great energy shifts. And Sharche, I'm telling you right now, he is winning over Jacques Martin's heart right now.
2: Shift length. He's a Jacques guy. That's a Jacques player. Shift shift length,
3: 34 seconds. You want to get in Jacques Martin's good books? You buzz out there for a 34-second shift. He's going to love you
1: like that. Hey, hey, you also talk about him. Uh, I thought he had another great game. I love the way that he, he, um, he is. I like where he is in the lineup, and, he, and he's trustworthy. This is going to be interesting now that Shane Pinto's back mm-hmm. because you have a third option to eat up those minutes, and there's been some guys that are starting to come out of it under Jacques but some guys that haven't been great under Jacques and I will kind of interesting to see how the dynamic of minutes played shifts here uh, a little bit. Now that you have a viable third line center.
3: Did um, Wally, did you, did, uh, did Norris Smith take a few trying to remember in that game? I I think he was pulled off that line for a little bit and he came back pretty sure Jacques took him off his line for part of that game and he came back and he had some really good shifts because it's like you send a message. You're like, we need more. And then, like I said earlier in the show, I was really impressed with like, the Sens elevated in that third period to a level I haven't seen in a long time where it's almost like I believe they hit their rock bottom last week when they had that horrendous stretch of games. And now it's like you're, you're at a low point and now you now you build yourself back up and, and you're just seeing guys right now. It's like, I don't know Bob. you know, when you're on a bad team. And you're like it can't get any worse. Let's just start playing. Let's start playing. Let's start playing like NHL players, and let's mm-hmm. let's just. You have nothing to lose. There's nothing left to lose.
2: Problem that happens every year to this group. They're out of the playoffs and they play. It's great. Still, and that's what usually fans, crazy. It usually and they get happens 12th overall
3: pick. Though. It usually happens <laughs> yes. later, though. It usually happens in like end of February. Like this is this is a little this is a little earlier for this to happen. So. It's just—it's been that kind of year, like just from the from the start of things with losing the draft pick and then Pinto getting suspended and firing. Can the you GM, see firing the coach?
1: Wally's eyes are are crossing right now. His wires are crossing. Excuse me. He's he's about right. to go off. He on us. some, and hey, some steam hey, going. It. Well, Wally, we didn't want this to happen either. But the fact of the matter is, we don't we don't control anything. Hey. We're just here to report on yeah. it, and we don't have the answers.
2: See <laughs> so, you so you guys are in the room you're former players you you have been in this position as being yes. professional hockey players and for I don't know 3 straight years this team gets pummeled early on and then suddenly wow. ah let's just go play some hockey let's not care how about we win at the beginning like you're supposed to <laughs> Yeah
3: you're supposed they, to They, they, wait, they wait they wait
1: they waited too long to make a change that we are we we weren't sure it was the right change when it happened still at that point. Uh, But something had to happen. It was just, it was six weeks too late.
3: Yeah. I, I I still think this team, this team needs to make some very not tough decisions. They have to make some decisions at the trade deadline and they need, I still think they need to change the, the makeup of what they have at the end of the day too. I've maintained this for the last little while. They are so young down the middle. They they might be the youngest team as far as games played experience down the middle goes. I know Anaheim's young and a couple other teams, but when when it, when it, when a two thousand and two born Tim Stutzler is your most experienced player,
2: yeah. at
3: the most important position besides goaltender, it's just like even Josh Norris. I was looking at Norris's stats today. Do You know the most games he's ever played in the season in like ever is sixty six because he's a college player. So the most he ever played in college was whatever, 30-some games. And he played in that U.S. development program. And then he played not even a full season in Belleville. He's never played a full season of hockey. This is re- He's realistically played almost two full seasons in the NHL. That's not a lot of hockey. Like, he just doesn't seem like he's ever got a no. chance to get into a rhythm. And it's just, it's, you know, Bob, yeah. being in the NHL, the day-to-day grind, of, of your your body takes a while to get used to that. Being consistent and being really good. You can't be really good every day, but more times than not, and just not getting hurt. Like I, I, I'd like to see him play an extended period of time to, to really assess, because I don't know what he is. I, I really don't. I know he can shoot the puck. I know he's got offense, but the way I watched him play in the third period, I'm like, wow. There's a player. That's the player I want to see all the time, but I don't know if he can do it because he's you know, he hasn't had that overall experience, right?
1: Yeah, very true. That, I think when you talk about the day-to-day grind, people, I, and we've said it numerous times, but you can't really make people understand. They could just hear us saying it and not, like not be able to take it for what it is, right? Like They're like, well, you're still getting paid to play a game and you work a couple hours a day, but I'm like, it is a grind. I, and when you've never experienced that, the U.S. program doesn't play any hockey they, they train, they train ridiculously hard. They don't play games. Yeah. Um, and then college is a weekend league and, and the fact that the American league where he spent a year is in it's a weekend league too. You play more games, but you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you just rest and you do it all over again. It's a different animal and he hasn't shown that he's been able to stay healthy long enough. So I agree with you. I don't know what quite a, quite player he is. Um, I think he's a hell of a shooter. That mm-hmm. is gonna be is I still agree with you more likely than not, he's going to end up on the wing because he's not a driver of a line, but he's an absolute perfect oh. complimentary piece. But that's yeah. I, but that's an eight well, million do dollar never- complimentary piece.
3: My my first year playing in the minors, and and that was a eighty game schedule. I was exhausted. Like all I did was sleep. I get I, you would because mm-hmm. your body's not used to it. Even playing in the OHL, it's not the same. You, you played back then sixty six games plus playoffs, but playing pro hockey, th- there's a huge adjustment for guys. And I agree, guys coming out of college in that U.S. program, it's they, they're developing players, but it, it it it's it's an adjustment, man. It really is.
1: I think. I'll say I had about a year and a half where I was back and forth a lot some salary cap stuff. And, um, I was getting sent to the East coast league. So I didn't have to travel back to Portland, Maine. That's how bad it was for a little bit there. So they would send me to Bakersfield <laughs> in a limo and I would, I would play in the NHL on Sunday night and then come back Wednesday morning. So that we had cap space. It was, it was that bad for a period of time, but it, it is arguably, it is the hardest year of hockey that I've gone through physically especially when you, you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Portland, Maine. And they're like, well, you got to be at the airport at 6am for a flight to go out to Anaheim. Cause you're getting called up again. It just, it's, it's, a br- and then you're flying coach out there like this, right? Like this is the, the new CBA. Uh, I wasn't playing business <laughs> class. <laughs> I was, I was sitting next to the John. So it was, it, it is, it's a grind, long bus rides. Um, yeah, It's
2: just, yeah, there's no way to, to, to really make people understand the, the wear and tear on your body. Um, there's been a couple of questions in the chat, so I want to go back to the lines. People want to know if you guys would have moved Greg to the middle and Norris to the wing in this top six.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, I don't and know. And Jacques did allude to it. He did say uh, yeah, when Pinto yep. came back about moving Greg to the wing, he said, well, we'll discuss Norris there possibly as well. And I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but he did suggest it. I, I really liked Rid, Ridley with Chuck
1: Kachuk, uh, Kachuk and Drew. Um, I actually like that line a lot. I, I thought he brought a lot to that line. I also think when you're really looking at things right now, it's a lot to ask of a, a first-year player in Ridley to do that night in and night out. Um, so I don't think I would have changed anything. Uh, I think that Ridley is going to continue to earn more and more trust and more and more time. Um, so I could see that eventually. I, I actually like Norris on the wing with, with Stutzler and Bathurst, and I could see that being a fit. I wouldn't have done it right out of the gate. I would have moved Greg to the, to the spot that he's in. Right.
3: Look, at, look at the future of this team. If, if you forecast of what type of team they can be, and I was, I was just thinking about this last night, you got Stutzler who's got game-breaking skill. Um, he's got like elite, let's just call it franchise tools. Then you got Pinto. Who's a right shot center? Stutzel's a left. Then you've got your 200 foot projecting type, all around centerman, and then you got your just little bastard in Ridley Greg as potentially your third line. Just nails, makes you like that's a nice that's a nice contrast of of down the middle right there. And that's why I keep coming back to Norris. I'm like, okay, where does he fit in this equation, long term? And I, I keep going back to the wing. Because people are saying, "Well, you got to resign Tarasenko." Well, I think I think it I I think it's pretty safe to say that Josh Norris, at this point, is a better goal scorer than Tarasenko. So you you slide him over to the wing. You got Kachuk on the wing. You got Giroud on the wing. You got Batherson on the wing. You got Joseph on the wing. I think what this team's missing is is another really good, smart, hard to play against forward. They got enough goal scorers.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. They need, I, I loved the fact that you brought up miles Wood the other day. Cause when I thought about where you would put him in, how, how good a player that is not 25, he's somewhere from 26 to 30. That's been around the league understands exactly what kind of player he is to come mm-hmm. in and give them that, that presence would be really, really key. Yeah. I don't Everybody, know. I don't know what that player looks like. And it's hard to get them in free agency.
3: Chris I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to mm-hmm. rain on everyone's. I don't want to rain everyone's parade right now, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay um I, he I, I just don't see how you re-sign Tarasenko. if he's willing to take a really big discount off the five million then it makes sense for sure for sure but not even close what? to that five. and it's not even anything against the player he's a really good player i just don't see him as a fit here
1: where where is he in his life from other contracts like is he does he need the money anymore does he need to cash in no. again or did he have a really good contract
2: no he's, he's made lots. He's of made plenty
1: yeah, yeah so he's he's not in a, i'm i'm gonna guess that comfort and being somewhere that he wants to be that his family loves yeah. are way yeah. more important at this point and if that's ottawa he's he's gonna have to stomach that but we're uh,
2: estimated earning 62 million He's
3: almost okay. caught you, Bob. He's he's still not he's Bob money, but he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: he's doing just fine. He's doing yeah. just fine. Oh,
2: god, yeah. Well, look, so, look at other guys. I, listen, Yorkie, guys. I, you know what? I'm starting to go the other way here. I'm starting to like yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko on a third line, and I know you don't like five yeah. million dollars, but if the cap is going up, we're getting rid of Bob's money next year. Uh, mm-hmm. is Bob off <laughs> the you, books Bob. next year? I'm off the books, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm officially. uh, I'm off the workforce. (laughs) Yeah. What are you gonna do? So,
2: well, he's gonna continue to volunteer for this show. uh,
1: I was gonna say I'm rolling in it with what I get paid for our show.
2: (laughs) 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 So I I like. Listen, Vladimir Tarasenko has six goals, I think twelve points under Jacques Martin. That's the last fifteen games. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I, I just like. We can all debate his whether we think he's played great defensively or not. This whole team has not played great defensively. So let's. I don't know that we need to single anybody out. And I don't think he was ever brought here to play defense. But I just like the way he's starting to look now. I, I'm starting to lean towards keeping Vladimir Tarasenko.
3: So you just told me these games are winning right now. There's no pressure. So basically he's doing, you're, he's doing all this as soon as the pressure's off.
2: I understand. I and I totally understand that. And it's completely frustrating as hell to watch a team play really well, and then you get suckered into going, "Oh, this team is great. They'll be fine next year." When the reality okay. is, they when the games are tough at the beginning, they start to struggle again. So, I, I, I need to see Vladimir Tarasenko play in a situation that actually matters. And this team is all together. Ma- so, under a new head coach next year, let's just call it John Gruden and get it over with that they will perhaps be fine at the start of the year. I, I need to see him play in a team system that's competitive. And I didn't see it this year. They, I, I need a goalie to make a save, by the way. They, they need, how about that? They, uh,
1: they need that too. You know what they need? They need is they, they need one hell of a wake up call in a training camp.
2: So yeah. yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like they, they were able just to loaf their way through this thing. I, they right now, I think have the 32nd worst goals against and the 31st save percentage. I think under Jacques. Um, and I don't think that's I I don't think that that's a fault of Jacques, by the way. I just like Mad Sogard. So under Jacques Martin, Mad Sogard is an 867 save percentage. Corpusalo is 883. He's played 10 games. Forsberg played three games, he was 915. They can't win with that stuff. Let let's be fair to Jacques in for a second and say. What he
1: inherited was two horrific goalies right now, and a lot of bad habits that are taking a longer time than he thought to break. But you can see it; you can start to see it a little bit. I don't know if you guys see it, but I see the imprint in games with the way they play. But they yes. just—they just go back to revert. They—they they always revert back, and it takes time to break that. Um, but you cannot—you <laughs> can't—you can't defend the goaltender. You really can't. Um, until they get somebody that can backstop them and steal some games, they're never, they're going to be a middle of the tier team, right? You show me a good team. You show me, I show you a good goalie, right?
3: We saw the, we saw the, the proof was in the pudding, pudding. I think I said that Um, that one play, the, the one, the one save Sogard makes on the breakaway. and Goalies sometimes have to make saves that you say, well, it was a breakaway. It's not his fault. You know what? You're an NHL goaltender you have to sometimes make the saves that aren't expected of you. Sogard makes that, goes the other way, Tarasenko scores the game winner. Like, it's it's just so much of the game just comes down to goaltending. It's amazing. It doesn't make that save, they don't win that game. It's as simple as that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. I it agree. Uh, speaking of which, can we actually talk about that first goal uh, where it bounces oh, up in the sorry. air and goes into the corner? Uh, I- I don't even know what to think. You hear the whistle. I I understand the rule about continuation, but you hear the whistle. Yeah. Remember how they always used to say, well, the whistle went, so the goal doesn't count anymore. But Mm -hmm. this is the opposite. So that one is completely frustrating to me. I understand that two guys from the Flyers saw it, which means all the sends were puck watching as usual, but (laughs) somebody's got to see that puck somewhere.
1: I, you can't even blame the Sens for puck watching on that because nobody knew where the thing was. So um, Two flyers maybe, did. More head-scratching than anything. Well, those are the two flyers that had the vantage point of looking in on the play when the other guys yes. are looking up trying to figure something but that's out. that's
2: my problem yeah. is everybody's watching the puck. That's a whole other show. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I've never seen anything like that. Um, I, I still – the traditionalist to me wants to say if that whistle blows because a ref is unsure – Nothing that happens after that whistleblower should stand. There shouldn't be a penalty. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be this. There shouldn't be that. So the goal should be waived. But continuation, I, get, I just where right now, that is a, a seriously a fort, unfortunate bounce that when I actually heard it, I wasn't getting video at the moment. And uh, I was listening to Dean and Gorda call that. And they were absolutely baffled by it. Um, so I kind of got it secondhand and then had to watch the highlights on that three or four times and break that play down. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a weird bounce that, I mean, I, I don't know how many people in the building knew where that puck was, yeah. except for the two that mattered, that guy that scored <laughs> and the other guy.
3: <laughs> well, it, 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 so the, the Sens argument was that the, the whistle did blow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it did. I am I'm, I'm with you. The whistle blows. It's dead it's but yeah. i guess that's not that's not the rule i guess if according to how it's written it's like whatever you call it well no because remember
2: later in the game is it josh norris or ridley greg they there was another play where they let it go and they said it was basically continuation was it not the goal
3: yeah uh, the goal yeah yeah it was yeah. they ended up, up getting so uh,
2: not only have i not seen it in once ever covering the game i saw it twice in the same game yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah anyway uh, I do want to get to, uh, we got some business to take care of, but I, um, I've already gone past my Wendy's, did you know, because I wanted to bring in Shane Pinto. Um, so let me just get to it before we move on to anything more. Uh, Wendy's in the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor Pool, uh, proud sponsors of the show. Uh, shots on goal, goals against average and power play goals or points per game can make or break your week, but don't overlook BPMM, Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt. Sure, it may not help you win weekly prizes with the Wendy's and Daily Faceoff fantasy, but unlike your predictions, it never disappoints. So try your luck, uh, but don't push it because the Bacon Portobello Mushroom Melt is only back for a limited time. If you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up for Daily Faceoff today. Sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. So go to uh, dailyfaceoff.com up in the corner is a Survivor Pool icon. So uh, Shane Pinto continues to have a positive impact on the Sens when he's in the lineup. Uh pick up an assist in his 100th career game uh and he has now at least one point uh so when he has one point in a game the sends are 29 five and five over the past 10 seasons 18 players uh have played their first 100 games with the auto centers pinto has scored the fifth most goals by the way with 21 so there you go mm. uh he's he's played very well actually you know what the 21 i think ties tim stutzler or is just one back of Tim Stutzler in his first center games so um, he's played pretty well. I, I, I just, i going back to Shane Pinto, but I really just like the way the guy plays the game. And I remember in his yeah. first game, watching him in the middle of the ice, he just sees the game almost like Mark stone. Um, and mm-hmm. I know you've played obviously a lot with Mark stone, Bobby. I think he just, he can read a play really well. Reads a play really well, makes the right
1: decision and doesn't second guess it. Um, he seems to know, excuse me. He seems to know better than most guys where the puck's going before he gets there. Like he, he may I remember specifically when he was in that bumper position. He o- he almost always had an out in his mind, which I really like. That's that's a player that's slowing the game down, and is really like when a player's feeling it, they have this ability. You call it flow state. You call it whatever you want. He's mm-hmm. got that. He's got that all the time. And Mark Stone's a great example of that as well. They just they just make the right play. I don't think he'll put up points like Mark Stone ever did, but at the same mm-hmm. time, he's going to be as important as Stoner was here. I do
3: believe that. We, people call it like. uh hockey intuition hockey sense but everybody it's, it's amazing today's game right it's everyone talks about skating speed but then you see a guy like stoner you see a guy like pinto their their brain is processing plays so quickly that they 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 just make that decision so fast and that's and that's what you know to me the best players have they just have that ability to think and uh that's why it's always funny eh, when you see the quote-unquote practice players Anybody that comes out to watch an NHL practice, wow, look at that guy go! That guy's so fast. He shoots it. He's he looks like a million bucks. Like I bet you, most people that came to an NHL practice would probably be wrong when they identified who the best players were, because some guys, 100%. 100%. Some guys just look a million bucks in practice. All of a sudden, you drop the puck, throw uh, nine other bodies on there, plus two goalies, and all of a sudden. <clears throat> It's and they have to game. think.
1: Someone's not telling them where to pass and how to shoot. They're like, oh, yeah, all, all the tools and no
3: toolbox. <laughs>
1: so many guys Claude like Giroux.
2: that. Claude Giroux is an extremely right. hockey IQ guy. And he's oh, yeah. not
3: fast. He's not fast. Nope. He's not that big. Doesn't shoot it that hard. But he just he's just smarter than everybody else on the ice. It's just It's, it's, yep. it's so nice to watch a player like him.
2: All right, so uh, we've played fifteen games under Jacques Martin. Bobby has said after twenty games we'll get an idea of how this team will play. Do you still stand by that? By the way, I do. I think it's you said, fifteen games or fourteen. Yeah, fifteen. Is, is it 15? Yeah, well, I
1: start like I just said fifteen minutes ago. Or so um, you're starting to see his imprints on the ice a little bit, and you're starting to see some things kind of uh, make their way into the way that the players approach the, especially the defensive zone. So. I still stay. I, I think they're growing right now, and I think that they're only going to get a little bit better. And I know that's going to frustrate the hell out of you, Wally, that they're getting better. But um, no, I think that I think no, they no, are. it doesn't I, frustrate yeah. me. I just want them to do it twenty games earlier. Uh, yeah, that's not. They're not. We're not on the timeline um, that they're on apparently. But I do. I do. I like that number still. I like that. I like the twenty game number because I really do. I think we're starting to see some things Excuse me. Take shape.
3: Yeah, I still think they're going to be inconsistent. I think they're better. They're they're better. I just, I just, I, I just go back to. There's still guys learning on the job on this team, and I just, I think it's going to be a work in progress. But better, like I I can't deny, uh, the last little while has been much better, and um, they they just seem to be playing. They're not beating themselves anymore like they were before. So, but Montreal, who knows? They they play Montreal next game. All of a sudden. Chicken Little could be back, and the sky could be. Gone. <laughs> you lose that game, all of a sudden, Ooh, it'll get nasty he, out there again.
2: Uh, Yorkie, it's positive Monday. I know. I, know. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll beat Montreal. By the way, I think <laughs> I think they'll beat.
3: I I just think Montreal does not match up well against Ottawa. There's certain teams that you just know you're you're going to beat, and you have your way with. I just think Ottawa is very good at just stealing Montreal's lunch money and just giving them a noogie and rubbing their head in it. And Brady loves playing well, against
1: guys. Hey, that's not fair to Montreal because they don't line up great against anybody right now. <laughs>
3: so That's, uh, true. that's
1: we, true. We cannot take that from them. That is a horrible, horrible hockey team. So Are we when doing it on the day office. today or tomorrow? No, tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to lock that
2: one in. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, quick question before we go to our uh, hot or cold performer. Under Jacques Martin, the last 15 games, how many players have scored a goal for the Ottawa Senators?
3: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your
0: small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: We Eighteen.
2: One, uh, one, two. Eighteen. Just give me a number, Yorkie. That's.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go sixteen.
2: Nineteen players, and in wow. fact, every player who has played in the fifteen games—that includes Yuri Schmeckel, who's played five, and Angus Crookshank—everyone has recorded Straight. at least a point. God, about those guys. So, um, and now I want to bring in uh, the guy that's at the top of the list, uh, which is uh, brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, As always, get everything you need, uh, even at the last minute. Just open the DoorDash app and enjoy anything you need, basically from the comfort of your own couch. Uh, Choose what you want from where you want. With double dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. So everyone can get what they want or need. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off, a $10 value. And zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Offered valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. Here is your hot performer under Jacques Martin, Brady Kachuk. Everybody wants to get excited and say he's not playing well. He leads the team in points and assists. He's second in goals, first in shots. Second in hits uh, and fourth among forwards in uh, time on ice. I just I thought maybe he should deserve to be maybe applauded every once in a while, despite everybody wanting to say how bad he's been playing.
3: Yeah, he was good. He was really good yeah. in that third period too. He brought his game to another level. He was he was good against Winnipeg. It's uh, just like Stutzlitz. It's been an adjustment, right? Like when when they fire DJ, you you could just see the disappointment in Brady, and that you. you you wear some of that. You own some of that. You you take it upon yourself. You're the captain. You're like, man, you feel like you've kind of let somebody down um, when, when something like that happens. There's been an adjustment. But, yeah, he's, he's been really good lately. He's um, – and you just know it. Like he, he, It was a struggle at first, but you just know a kid like that, the way he plays, how hard he plays, wears his heart on his sleeve. It's, a guy like that's not going to stay down for long. And he's, he's, I, I think he's played really well lately.
1: I do too. I think we, – and we said it almost immediately when fans were starting to turn on him a little bit after the firing, I think you nailed it Yorkie. When you said that a guy like him being the captain, you feel like you let somebody down. Like DJ is the guy that gave him the keys to the kingdom, right? As, as your captain, as your young player kind of taking over and learning, uh, we said it immediately. Hope he's going to break out of this. It just took a minute. Um, and it seems like he's back to, him to his best self. Cause I, I agree. He was very, very good the other day. Um, and I, I think we take it for granted sometimes especially when everything gets amplified by losing um, just how special the player is. Like, like I just, I don't want to talk about playoffs because it's not happening this year, but I just cannot wait to see him in a playoff series, Yarkey.
3: That's, that's, that's what his game's built for because you can get away with more. There's more stuff going on. There's more intimidation. There's more matchups. It's, it's best of seven where you got to see that big moose every day. Like Emily, a, it, if, if I'm a D and I'm playing against him in a best of seven, it's, it's going to hurt. And you know, it's going to hurt. And that's, yes. and that's the frustrating part for Ottawa Senators fans they want to see it and it's it's just been Let's uh, say. it's going hap- it, to happen I thought it was going to be this year obviously a variety of different reasons why we're not there but I, I think if uh, they stay the course make some good decisions here at the deadline and uh, have a good draft and other, they still need a right D I, I really believe they need a right D and I, I, I really think they need another fast hard to play against forward that plays 200 foot game, and figure out the goaltending. No.
1: <laughs> I, I am looking forward to seeing a new management on, go through a trade deadline in the summer, where they can kind of craft yeah. things the way they want because they have no allegiance to anybody. It's going to be interesting to see how the team shakes up next year.
3: Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know about you, are I think I think they're going to be active here at the deadline. I really do.
2: I I don't see it anymore. No. Mm. I don't know how many guys you're going to be able to move out. So everybody wants to say, wow, we'll move out Foreman. Or sorry, we'll move out Branstrom and we'll move out Kubelik and this. But not everybody wants to take those players necessarily. So I don't know that they're going to be able to do a lot and move a lot. And how many guys, Yorkie, right now, would you move off that roster at the deadline if you could get fair market value back in return, I'll say?
3: If I could get a really good late shot, D, which you probably can't at the deadline, that's probably going to be more of a draft thing. Um, Like I said, very
2: few guys are off the
3: table. Like,
2: this is a last-place hockey team. I understand, but (laughs) I'm just, like, out of that top nine, who are you trading?
3: I told you. I'd have no problem trading Tarasenko at the deadline. Um, uh, Greg Stan... Uh, Kubelik's gone for sure.
2: Um Well, somebody may not want to pay for him to be gone.
3: Depending on your forward situation. Like I said, I, I, I maintain the future of this, of this team down the middle. Like who knows is, like, if is somebody going to give you a really good offer for Josh Norris, I, I would consider that like you have to, you have to consider all options.
2: Okay. Let but, me, Bob, I have a question for you on this. Cause you're the goal scorer. Uh, and there's always been the saying, you can teach anybody to play defense, you can't teach them to score goals. He mm-hmm. is a thirty-five goal scorer. Is he nearly untouchable for you?
1: No. I would I would entertain any any offer that came with him because you've got him for that many more years at that price where again he's been injury prone, not his fault. Um he scored 35 once, but now is he more like the 18 goal scorer that we're going to see this year, or the, the 21 goal scorer? Like, where does he, I don't know where he slides in. He's missed a lot of hockey, and he hasn't had that much time to get back to form. And we've mm-hmm. we've had to be critical of him because of, again, losing amplifies everything. And they're like, Josh Norris isn't the same player. Josh Norris missed a year of hockey, so let's give him the rest of this year to catch up. But if mm-hmm. somebody comes to me and makes me an offer, I'm absolutely not taking it off the table that I would move him. Um, yeah. 35 goal scorers do not grow on trees, but this team has got three of them, right? Like, and and possibly a fourth down the road. Um I get, and I'll, I'll, on the Kubelik thing, you know, put it in really good perspective the other day was Frank Sarabelli. He's like, well, I don't put him on my board because he's just the guy that's always available. Um, So I don't think you're getting much for him. I Do you want a fifth-round pick? How many fifth-round picks play? Uh Are you just looking to get rid of the cap? So... If you want to save some money at the end of the year and somebody comes and you say to kubalik do you want to go and he says sure i see you later uh thanks for coming in and, and being it sounds like he's a pretty good guy for, in the room and stuff so i yeah. he's gonna to get to call a shot he's just got to hope that somebody wants him some team with a little bit of kit, a, a little bit of space says hey you're in our bottom six to healthy scratch lands like but we could plug you in in a jam in the top six so there's something attractive about him for a team that has some cap space and make it a playoff push but i i'm starting to agree here i don't think they're going to be very active i don't think they can be i don't like no. it's going to be interesting to see a lot of the guys that could get moved to have big salaries uh, yeah. they're not they're not they're gonna chicken's
2: let, an interesting one for me
0: yeah.
1: yes yeah i agree with that completely but outside of that none of those big names are getting moved those are those aren't deadline guys they're, those are summertime guys where you where you work money in and a third team in and things like that those are complex deals
3: yeah, I just I wouldn't. I I would. You'd have to have a a really good sit down, heart to heart with Tarasenko, and and get his intentions. Will you sign here this summer for less? And if the answer is no, you have to trade him because mm-hmm. you're not yeah. you're not keeping him because but you can't you can unless keep,
2: he agrees to it though.
3: Listen, if 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 he wants to if he wants to. Get anything close to the five million he's making. He needs a playoff run. He needs to go play in the playoffs. And if he still has the drive and and, and they get back doing that again, he would. Guys will waive their no trade clause. I just think because you have and if you say to him, "Hey, you're not going to get five million this year, next year. This is what this is what we're this is what we're thinking on an extension." And then you have that conversation, and then all of a sudden, if if it's not feasible, you have to move them. They don't forget Jake Sanderson. He's making over eight million next year.
2: Yeah,
3: like mm-hmm. you're, and then you're extending Pinto. What's Pinto going to make next year? Like,
2: well, the money's not. You now get yeah. a cheaper. You get a cheaper deal for a guy that hasn't played forty-one games because the numbers don't. Yeah, exactly. Aren't there.
3: Exactly, but if if it was me, this is a great time to sign Pinto to an extension because you're never going to get him cheaper.
1: Never I think Pinto is going to be smart enough to take a one-year deal next year in the two range. Pinto? To- <laughs> bet on himself yeah because he knows he knows what kind of player he's gonna be and he's also looking at the landscape of what numbers are out there going i'm i'm just as important as some of these guys that are making this money so why would why not bet on myself for one year um it's kind of funny that we're saying that after why he missed 41 games but um, (laughs) but but he's players hold the cards now and he can say no thanks i don't want a three-year deal at 3.5 when i know i'm a five to six million dollar player in two years
3: yeah, unless they go – what if they come at him and go really long? One of those long – like give him – what's what's the most what's the most he can sign for, seven years
2: versus six eight years. years? Eight years. Give a, him an eight by three.
3: three. <laughs> a little higher. Like, it just – it, it <laughs> yeah. gradually goes he, up. Like, man, that's – it's no. tempting.
1: It's tempting. No chance. No, I don't think so. I think he's a one-year deal next year. Don't and forget, on depe-
3: de- depending on what goes on with the D here, like, if, if, if they – go after at, at the, at the draft and make, and make a deal and bring in a legitimate good right shot defenseman. That costs a lot of money. Those guys mm-hmm. right shot. The that can play in your top four are expensive and, and this team needs one. Yeah.
2: Sure. Uh, I gotta, I've got to take care of some work, but, uh, some business, but be, I need to ask you about, uh, well, Patrick wah. How about Corey Perry? Could he have helped out here? Uh, Let's get to some of these things. Uh, as always, brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Uh, they're Proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972, with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brand. Super knowledgeable. Uh, just going to see them. They'll help you out. They've got an amazing staff there. Uh, get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with their Charm Masterpiece program and an unbeatable pricing policy. Valentine's Day. Quickly approaching, lads, uh, or really any special occasion. Charm Diamond Centers is the crown jewel of beautiful pieces of jewelry, including a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mined diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in store financing. For more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com.
1: And as always, the show brought to you by our good friends at BEI, Bonisher Excavating uh, Inc., heavy civil general contractor in both public and the private sectors. You can find them at bonisherexcavating.com or at 613 432 1120. When planning your next project, consider them for all of your aggregate supply needs anything from equipment rentals to hot mix paving. They move stuff. Um, join the team part of free hockey friday and as always please slow down in construction zones
2: and by battlegrounds axe throwing uh, looking for a fun night out then check them out at battlegrounds axe throwing uh they're great for family couples corporate events uh kids 12 and under can throw when accompanied by a guardian super safe uh they've got people there that will train you to do it uh look for the ultimate birthday party team building event or just having a fantastic date night then visit battle axe throwing uh it's safe it's fun it requires no practice whatsoever. Just come to Battlegrounds Axe Throwing Facility at 2615 Lancaster Road, and the coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to hit the target safely. Book now at battlegrounds.com. All right. Um, hey, uh, before we move on, did Jerky get fired from Reeves again? Yeah, I'm out. Uh, so no. <laughs> okay. Like, yes, maybe. Um, yes. It's coming I, I
1: I just think for the entertainment factor, we have to have them... Once a week, read something.
2: <laughs> so uh, I could do it once yeah, a week. We'll get to that after. Yes, I do agree with you. I just never know if he has a script or not.
3: <laughs> send me the script. Come on, I'm organized. I'll get, I'll
2: put on my. To-do I send it list. to you every time. I should just anyway. Can a we Wally Do list. Uh, Patrick put it on Wally. my
3: Wally Do list. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, good.
2: Would you guys have? Wa- well, we've had this discussion before, but uh, and I think we were all in agreement that perhaps Patrick Wab is not the right fit in Ottawa. Do you guys still? remain uh with that opinion that he was not the right guy yeah he's not the right fit for ottawa i would agree with that i don't and and you know
1: we keep saying that and i don't know i i know that players that played for him loved him i think he's got a little too much um edge for where they're at i think that they still need to I, i think that they need to be held accountable but i think that they need to have somebody that does it with a little less fire than he does it at times um so I, I never even had him on my short list. I know like when I was thinking about who could possibly be here, I didn't even think he'd be close. So, uh, not surprised that team in, in New York needs, um, that kind of fire. They're just a boring team. Aren't they? The Islanders yeah. sometimes like, yeah. Oh so God. I, I think he's going to bring them out of their shell a little bit because they're better than they've played. So, uh, I like that fit over there. Actually when I, when I thought about that hire, I thought it was really good, but I'm glad he's not here. Cause, uh, I, 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 we'd have a lot to talk about if he was week in and week out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, no, that would be true. Yeah, I, I,
3: I know I'm more of a player than, than than the coach. I've heard good things about him as a coach. Is he the right fit? I, I don't know. It's, it, it's so tough to tell which coach is the right fit. I wouldn't mind seeing Barubi here. I, from things I've heard about Berube and I, I think, uh I think he could potentially be really good for a guy like Brady. Like I could see him bringing out, continuing to bring the best out in Brady, and I know a lot of people are slamming John Gruden lately, saying he's he's not the right guy, this and that. I'll t- I'll, t- I'll tell you something about John Gruden, and yes, he has a relationship with Michael Lamela because he coached his uh his team in Hamilton, and they they went to Memorial Cup, and he and he did a good job back then. But when he was in New York, he he the one thing he does extremely well, and I and I know John personally, I play with him. Uh, We keep in touch. He's really good at developing defensemen. And when he was with Barry Trotz in New York, he took that Islanders defense, which was not a lot of good defensemen, and he brought them to another level. And he's just so good at teaching the little intricacies of the game and and the things you need to be an above average defenseman in the NHL. And last year, I, I I mentioned this before on the show, he's one of the main reasons why Boston was so good defensively. Uh, They had that record-setting year. He, again, was the D coach in Boston. And um, I know he's a head coach this year in Toronto. And he's a real smart guy. That's all I can tell people that are listening right now. Very intelligent. He's great with dealing with young players. And he's got a great mind for the game. So I know Pete's not a big name. People don't know anything about him. But he's one of the smarter guys that I know in the game. And I've had many conversations with him about the game. Love how he thinks. and, And I think he would be. If you look at what ails Ottawa the most, mistakes in their own zone, defensemen not playing up to their capabilities, those are things that are huge strengths in his coaching because he was a defenseman. He knows how to deal with defensemen, and I truly believe, obviously I'm a defenseman, but you're not winning this league unless you are really good defensively, and your D are a strength of your team. You really – I I know
1: you uh, – Fair enough. Thing. I I, I uh, guess uh, well, uh, it's going to be interesting because I have yeah. no clue. but I, does he have a relationship with anybody in the organization?
3: Yeah, he, he's, he, he was with Steos and he was with Adlauer in Hamilton. He was their, their coach he in Hamilton. Yeah, and there, there's a relationship there. That's why people keep going back to them. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Everybody thinks it's a slam dunk. I, I think there'll be a process. but um,
2: well, this- With Yorkie, if they were going to hire Craig Berube, he would be here. Yeah, I think because so too. It doesn't make sense for them to go. Oh, let's wait until the summer to bring him in so yeah. someone else can hire him. If they wanted Patrick Waugh, Craig Barube, any of these other guys who are out there, then wouldn't yeah. they already be here?
3: You would think so, but there's just been there's been so much upheaval and there's one big announcement after another big announcement, and there's been so much change here. It's almost like they're just trying to settle things down and 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 do a reset and and, and kind of get, you know, that's the one thing Jacques is good at is getting you to play the right way and, and, and teaching habits. And if you look at the one thing this team needs to change is their habits. It's almost like you're stripping the car down and you're building it back up. So,
2: but I, yeah. I'm hoping that coach they're hiring can do the exact same thing. Cause he's going to have to do that too. Yeah. I don't, Jacques well, has an wanted, interim test. We whoever, all whoever know could, that that's not going to last. So whoever, that's just, if you if it's Craig Berube, he should be here. That's all I'm saying.
3: Whoever comes in next is not going to have as much work to do because mm-hmm. some of the some some of the change has already taken place, and you're and you're seeing that a little bit right now with the way this team is playing. So it takes time. Like it's just there. was there a lot of things like this team. This team. This team cheated the game as good as any team in the league. Like <laughs> like they like there's a reason. You, there's a reason you had all these guys scoring all these goals. And the offense was so good, like it's, and then you, yeah. and you're still not winning. So it takes it takes it takes a while to bring change and to implement it. So we'll see. I, I, I don't know for sure if it'll be Gruden, but I'm just telling you what I know of him as a coach. He's he's just not some uh, guy that doesn't know. He's he's a very yeah, smart I, hockey guy. I I and, think
1: I I think that I agree with I agree with both of you in a sense. I do think that they are. When they gave Jock and Alfie the interim tag and said, you guys have to take this ship for the rest of this year. I think it was widely known amongst all of them that nobody was coming in. Help wasn't coming this year. They were going to go through the end of this year, see whether coaches might get fired in the meantime, hmm. at the end of the year, whatever it might be, and then go through a due process. But um, that's, that's just my – I think that they would rather have a coach hired earlier in the summer than later. Hmm and get it done quick before the draft. But that's just mm-hmm. me. And, and I want to know every name that's available. John Gruden, Craig Ruby, somebody else might pick one of them up before then, but I want to know every single name available. I want to talk to every single one of them and get a pulse for what exactly our team needs. Uh, and now they have the right guys to make those decisions with Stalos pulling all these people in the right areas. Right.
3: Well, just think to Bob's point, Wally, how, like when things happen this quickly, The worst mistake you could do is jump into something and say, got to have Craig Berube because he won the Stanley Cup and we hear he's a great Mm. coach. Yes, you're hired. Got to get this guy. Got to like, it's just, I think he just had to pump the brakes and do a reset. Unfortunately, everybody wants to win now and they keep, everyone keeps talking about it's been seven years and it's been chaos. I still disagree with that statement, by the way, because I find, probably four of those years don't count because the team wasn't trying to win. They, like, it was so badly mis, mismanaged. Like It doesn't even count. So yeah. that, they're doing the right thing. Due process, to Bob's point, get me a bunch of names and pick the right guy because all this chaos and change, you don't want to keep doing that. You just don't.
2: I, I agree, which is why Corey Perry, I don't think, it was ever a discussion in Ottawa. ever. Because- Never! Again, no. another just a distraction. Who said, who said that? Well, no, just people are asking, like, would Corey Perry a fit in Ottawa? We've, no. we've talked about guys, veteran guys in the lineup, teaching them how to play. Uh, so that's all. Uh, can we just give stick taps to Johnny Forget for a minute? Uh, as you guys yeah. both know him well, is the, uh, the head equipment guy for the Ottawa Senators and the stick exchange with Brady Kachuk. So I, I don't think people appreciate how well guys can find a player stick on the bench when it breaks and have it ready. That to me is an art form because I've gone out and walked by the sticks all the time. There's usually three per person. To be able to find that one, and I understand they're numbered and whatever, but to find that in time, uh, good on those guys. But good, I, I've never yeah. seen the forget thing before in my life where a guy hands a stick over the boards while he's still in the play. That was a first for
1: me. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, that, hey that guy's good. They're all good. Oh.
2: Those are the guys, Yorkie, those are the guys that make the team
1: run more than anybody. Um oh, yeah. day in and day out, the hours they put it. like they, I can't say enough, especially about the crew in Ottawa. I absolutely love those guys. Um awesome. and Johnny yeah. and Ian and all them for years. But uh um, yeah, very Braumer was my my go-to man. That was my boy. He took care of the house. I'll tell you a funny story about him. Um, we came home one year and Brommer was taking care of the house. We didn't realize Braumer was living at the house a little bit. Um, (laughs) so it wasn't saying anything. He's just that, you know, good carp boy. I never would have cared. Anyway, I come home and I'm looking in the freezer and I was like, why is there a margarita in a bag? Like these like mango margarita things. And I, I said to my uh, wife, I was like, did you like, did you buy these at the end of the year that I was not aware of? Um, She's like, no, I've never seen anything like that. So I was like, I think Bromer's been having shakers at the house. It's it's <laughs> as can be. But you should when I brought it up to him, you should have seen his face like he got caught. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I just just me, you know. I was like, okay, Bromer, <laughs> like, just yeah. I was like, just I don't care what you're doing. Just make sure nobody's driving home from my house like in in a bad way. But uh, one of my favorite people, man, I love that kid.
3: What was, it, what was it like? A big bag of frozen margarita?
1: They're like these. I guess they're like this Mike, Mike's hard lemonades, but in a bag okay. so that it doesn't take up as much room as a can. I've never seen them before. And when I first saw it, I just thought it was an ice bag and I pulled it down and I was like, where did this come from? Um, <laughs> and yeah, a little brahmer, man.
0: <laughs>
2: so. uh, quickly, people have asked and I meant to bring it up earlier. they the hit by Ridley Gregg that he threw in that game, which if the photographer got the picture of that hit would be an amazing oh, photo a, to have, but a I, I heavy hit. <laughs> I haven't seen a hit like that in a long time. It feels like
3: not that hard.
2: Um, no, that was, I mean, it was, it
1: was, a, <laughs> it was a big boy that he, that he sent sideways there. Ristol Lane is one of the stronger guys in the league. I remember like, when he when he gets behind you with the with the with the lumber like he's a guy that afterwards you're like man I didn't realize he was that strong cuz he's kind of lean he's he's big but he's lean and he's just a moose out there so um, my guess is Ridley woke up this morning and was feeling that a little bit himself <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. he's like the the size difference is like uh, i think Risto is like 6-4 uh, and Ridley's uh, 6 foot right like there was a yeah. considerable size difference in that hit.
3: I like how Greg yeah. doesn't care who who is who his victim is. Like, remember he laid out brinket early on in the season. Like, just yes. and there was a tear. got a ter- It was a terrible call. He got a penalty on it, but he just hammered him into the boards. I love how the kid plays. He's just uh, he's just a little
2: bastard out there. He's fun. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, yeah. Before we go, because I don't know, I don't know Where'd Bob go. Did we lose. It? I don't what know. Happened? Bob paid the meter. Beat- yeah. Oh, he's here. Pockets. Just shut the internet shuts down. You guys, Um, can you hear me? (laughs) We can can hear you. What is going on?
3: It's
1: the ghost. No,
2: I'm still here. (laughs) 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 He's back. Here we go. No, we're just going to have to get a still for you as you work your way. (laughs) Okay. Um. Uh, Well guys, before we go, uh, I just want to quickly point out that we have uh, been nominated for uh Faces Award for this year for top uh, sports podcast. So uh, we'd appreciate if you guys could, our viewers who have been very good to us, uh, go drop us a vote if you wouldn't mind. That's me begging, basically. Um,
3: wow. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'm going to vote because my it, it says the Brent
2: Wallace podcast on there. It no, it doesn't. I it just it just says coming in hot podcast with Brent Wallace. But I think <laughs> they just cut it off. I think I think you were supposed to. Uh. they didn't have any more characters. I should have had words.
3: actually, I was, I was with the people from faces today. they uh, I was down at, you guys ever go to the Andes hotel? Beautiful. Uh, I was down there doing a, a photo thing for faces. So uh, yeah, I should have brought that up. The Brent Wallace podcast.
2: <laughs> Listen, I told my mom not to write that in there when she voted, when she nominated me. <laughs> oh, I, okay. is, anyway. Um, very honored to be nominated. So uh, yep. that's just a testament to the work that you two have done. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll agree.
1: You Bob. for holding it
2: together. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll try to up your Verizon wireless account or whatever that you have in Atlanta or wherever you are in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know what was
1: I have I I got a separate Wi-Fi just for the podcast, so this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but um, I have two Wi-Fis, one for everything else and one for Wally.
2: <laughs> oh uh, t- <laughs> well, I think you're on the wrong one then. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: all right, boys, we're back tomorrow 4 p.m. Uh, as we get you set for the Montreal game. Few, few more news and notes about uh, things that'll happen as we go into that. And Montreal is not fared well against the Ottawa Senators of late. I'll uh, explain that to you. And uh, we see you tomorrow. So, gentlemen, enjoy your evening. Mm-hmm. See you guys. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to Coming In Hot. If you enjoyed the show, hit that like button and be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode.